Thank you for listening to Hashtag Houston HealthCast, a podcast powered by Houston HealthCare as part of our Hashtag Houston Healthy initiative. On Hashtag Houston HealthCast, my guests and I endeavor to provide the people of Houston County, Georgia, and beyond helpful advice, tips, news, and updates in the world of healthcare so they can lead a more Hashtag Houston Healthy lifestyle. Today is the first episode of season two of our podcast. Very excited about that. And we have a very interesting topic to discuss involving our immediate area of Houston County, uh, a service we perform for our community here at Houston Healthcare, our Community Health Needs Assessment, or CHNA. You'll hear us referring to it as both the Community Health Needs Assessment and the CHNA during this. Um, Returning to the podcast to speak on this topic with me today is Sheldon Maddox, our Director of Post-Surgical Rehabilitation and Education here at Houston Healthcare. How are you doing today, Sheldon? Doing well. How about you? Doing all right. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast with me today. Glad to be here. Uh, so I know some of our listeners may already know you uh, from your previous podcast, which was our very first podcast um, on the Houston Healthy 5K uh, but in case there are any new listeners out there, why don't you share uh, with us a little bit about yourself? How long have you been with Houston Healthcare? I've been in Houston Healthcare about five years. I've been in the medical field a total of about 21. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been around, started in Macon, my career in Macon, and um, moved under to Houston County and couldn't be happier. All right. And uh, how long have you done the current job that you're doing as Director of Post-Surgical Rehabilitation and Education? Five years. Five years. Yep. What did you do before that? Before that, I was a uh, service line director. And I was over uh, service lines, different like ortho, um, surgical. Um, I was also uh, over like all our, a lot of marketing stuff and trying to marketing our programs. All right. That's awesome. Um, what inspired you to make this choice in career in healthcare in general? I just wanted to help people. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, I was kind of torn on what I wanted to do. You know, I tried some construction stuff and realized I'd really like that a whole lot and um, and really enjoyed helping people. And I, when I got into healthcare, I, I really found my niche because you're really helping people and, and you're trying to help them get better and get back to life. I mean, so that's really what I like to do. And then um, now I'm in management, so I get to help other people make that decision and um, making sure that we're providing the best care that we can provide for our patients. Absolutely. Um, so at the risk of making this sound like an interview, cause I always tell my, uh, you know, the people that I talk to that I don't want this to sound like an interview, I'm gonna ask you a very interview question, but I think it pertains to the conversation. Uh, can you think of a story where you felt like you were really serving your community and making a difference? Yeah, I can, honestly, um, during COVID, um, you know, we, COVID was a scary time for everyone. And I was actually just kind of scrolling the internet, looking at different things. And I saw this treatment that was being offered down in Florida. And I, I saw how they set up their clinics. And I came in and I talked to my CMO, our chief medical officer. I'm, I'm bad about using abbreviations. I talked <laughs> to our chief medical officer. And I said, hey, can we do this? And he said, figure out all the details and let's do it. And so we stood up the first, I guess, walk-in Regeneron clinic um, here in middle Georgia. And we were probably one of the busiest Regeneron clinics yeah. in the whole state. And um, we actually watched people walk in and we would thought, you know, in previous time they would have passed away or had a really bad outcome. And we watched them call us back in a day and say, hey, whatever that medicine is you gave us, you saved our life. And my Educare team stepped up. We're not clinical, um, you know, normally, but we turned our, our classrooms into treatment areas and really just stepped to the forefront wearing the full gear. We like we're involved in ICU. We're on the front lines, bringing people in, 
treating them, giving them the Regeneron and, and then watching them get better. So when I think about something about my whole career, that was probably the highlight of it is, is really being able to help our community get better and, and cut down on the many, the many mortalities and the many bad outcomes that were occurring because there was a medicine out there that worked and, and my team wanted to make sure that we got it to our community. That's an awesome story. And I feel like there's a lot of those kinds of stories around COVID where, mm-hmm. you know, I think a lot of people kind of stepped away from the healthcare field, but there's people that even stepped farther in and uh, you kind of found, uh, found out who you were in those moments a lot of times. So yep. that's a great story. Um, now onto the topic at hand. Uh, what exactly is the community health needs assessment and uh, how does it help our community? The community needs assessment is it's actually about a 250 page document. Um, and so we do that every three years. Mm-hmm. And so what it consists of basically is that uh, we use a third party vendor and they go out and they actually interview people in our community. They also interview doctors. They interview different different um, leaders in our community. And then they also do Internet uh, uh, online interview. Uh, surveys and different things like that to try to gather what's going on in our community health wise. And they ask questions like, um, what your weight is? Have you gained weight? Um, they ask things like, uh, you know, have you seen your primary care doctor in the last year? Do you have good access to primary care? Do you, do you smoke? Do you not, you know, different things like that. And then they also use other data that has already been collected by other agencies. So like the health department, different things that are collected there, they use that data to try and um, develop this report. And this report, we then use, we take that report and we then use it to develop our classes and our programs that we're going to use throughout over the next three years to try to improve those numbers. Okay, that makes sense. So we basically collect it from the public in in our direct, you know, population. And we use that information and kind of decide, you know, where are the greatest issues based on how many people are saying certain things? Yes. Okay. And so but really and truly, it's, it's a survey and it goes to the, to the public and different people that we choose. So we can go on there and say, OK, we want this doctor to receive it, this doctor and that doctor. And it's, it's the only information that is really focused on Houston County. You know, mm-hmm. there's other there. The health department does another study that's based on a region. And but our data is focused strictly on Houston County because that's the county that we're, we're really focused on. Right. It's the county yeah. that we serve in. And so it helps us develop our programs to meet the citizens of Houston County. So roughly how many people are we collecting data on? I would say somewhere between two and five hundred. Okay. Um, you know, some people don't want to answer surveys, sure. that kind of stuff. But you're, you're getting a good you're getting a good survey. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the population because it, it goes all the way down from just common people all the way to to physicians and, mm-hmm. and community leaders and then they're also using other data right from other agencies so then you're even getting a more broad spectrum so we're basing that smaller sample size up against larger sample sizes and see how yes. they correlate or disagree right yes okay um so what major areas of need in the community did this study identify so um really what we've been working on um, we, we really saw in this last community assessment that that obesity is a major issue mm-hmm. um, in our community. Um, it's on the rise. We're, we're up um, about, I think it's uh, 15 to 20 percent higher than the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other areas of focus is diabetes. Um, it's on the rise. Um, we're up. We're up. Uh, I forgot the actual numbers. Um, it's one thing I'm not very good at. Just remember numbers. That's why sure. I bought a bunch of notes. With sure. Me. But if you look at diabetes. We're actually higher, um, almost by fourteen percent higher than the nation. 
yeah. here in Houston that's, County, and that's bad. Yeah, that's very And bad. then we have another 7% that's been diagnosed with prediabetes. Wow. So we have a lot of concerns going on there, and we have a lot of and we have a lot of classes that are geared toward that to try to help people um, not become diabetics and lose weight. Yeah, right. Um, so let's drill down on those two, and we'll start with the obesity topic. Um, that's a topic that we've discussed at length uh, in multiple different forums on this podcast. Uh, we recently actually had David Tran, our pharmacy manager at Houston Healthcare, on to discuss anti-obesity medications, yeah. uh, which have been changing the landscape of this issue already. Um, so be sure to check out that podcast. It's a great one. Uh, Sheldon, uh, what else are we doing to address the concern of obesity? So the first thing we're doing is we're offering exercise classes, right? And so our seniors, be ashamed on us young folks, our seniors are really engaged in this. Um, our seniors have taken this and they are they're engaged and they're coming to every exercise class, every class we offer. And their results are showing. I was sharing that with you before the, before the, uh, right. before the podcast here. Um, Perry exercise saw 191 pounds lost mm. over the last year. Um, Pavilion um, here, they saw 177 pounds lost. And so when you start looking at that, I mean, they should be our, they're, they're, they're being our role models, you know, mm-hmm. for me and, and for you and everybody, everybody right. else. Hey, they're out here trying to improve their health. They're trying mm-hmm. to quit being a burden on the commu- on the health system. Sure. And so we've got to get more engaged. We offer health. So we offer uh, free exercise classes. We also offer healthy living for life classes, which you come in, it's free. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't hear that word very often in medical. Yeah. It's free. But we're offering free healthy living for life classes. And we and with that, they talk about diet. They talk about stress management, which leads to obesity, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about uh, know your medicines and different things so that you can improve your life and begin to start cooking. We also offer cooking classes so you can cook better at home and, and different things. And all those are free. All right. you have to do is call our educator department or go to hhc.org and sign up for those classes. Yeah. And to make it clear, we, we see a large uh, elderly population in those classes, but they're open to everybody. They're Anyone to- can come and participate in those classes, and yep. they're completely free. Yep. All you got to do is follow us on Facebook. Um, we've just started a new class twice a week. I think it starts at 7 or 7.30 in the morning. And, um, you know, we've offered it. It's free. And the, and the sad thing about it is we off, we kind of catered it to the to the working folks mm-hmm. and we've only had a few people show up yeah. and we open our senior class up and we have over a hundred people show up and, you know, they're trying to be those, that, yeah. like I said, that role model, but you know, we've got to get on board too because um, they're losing weight and, you know, trying to become less of a burden and we're becoming more of a burden. <laughs> right. Right. So, and diabetes, you know, um, I'll mention that our podcast on diabetes care and prevention with Dr. Dylan Carroll uh, really dove into other alternative options beyond medication for how to uh, prevent yourself from getting diabetes or manage your diabetes once you have a diagnosis. So check that one out as well. Uh, Sheldon, what are you doing in your world um, to help uh, with the diabetes epidemic? So we continue to see that number go up. Mm -hmm. Um, The community assessment right now is showing that we're sitting at 20%. And the nation is sitting at 12%. Um, that's not a good number. No. Um, and so what we're doing is we're offer a diabetes prevention class. We also offer, um, like I, I just told you, that healthy living for life. Mm-hmm. All of those things you will learn in that class will help right. you with stop, you know, keep from getting diabetes and different things right. that are going to lead to that, you know, high blood pressure. The problem with diabetes is if you hit, if you get diabetes, the, the studies show that you're more likely to have chronic pain. You're more likely to have high blood pressure. You're more likely to have cardiac disease. You're more likely to have all of those problems. So 
diabetes, you know, obesity that, you know, I guess I should say obesity is the key to all this Mm -hmm. obesity. You're more likely to have diabetes, high blood pressure and, and heart disease and things. So if we can curve the obesity problem, I think we can help with the diabetes problem and then all the other chronic medical conditions that we have. But we right. really, and that's the reason we really are focusing on obesity. That's the reason we're offering the diet, the cooking classes, mm-hmm. the the know your meds, the different things, so you can so you can curve obesity, which will stop all these other problems. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I know another one that was identified in the uh, assessment was uh, mental health, um, which is an issue worldwide. Um, and one that I feel has been tragically overlooked for for many, many years. Um, are there any initiatives that we're doing uh, in the community to help improve that? So that's a, that's a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's and as you hit, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, that is a problem nationwide, not just here in Housing County. And we're seeing the numbers go up. They're even higher after COVID. Um, and, you know, we're doing our best to try to help people. Like I just said, we offer, um, you know, trying to help you reduce stress. We we offer free seminars and different stuff on that. Um, we're also working to get some different doctor health talks coming up um, in different things to try to help the community. But the problem with 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 mental health right now is the offices are overran. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're trying our best to, you know, I know the hospital system here is trying their best to bring in more more uh, mental health uh, staff, mm-hmm. you know, so we can be more of a service. And um but that's still a real tricky thing. Yeah. You know, the best thing that we can offer right now is, is that healthy living for life, which if you, if you eat better, exercise, reduce your stress and do those things, we'll have less mental health problems. Yeah. Because your body is a system. Yes. So everything kind of works together. If you're improving one thing, other things improve. It's obviously not a complete answer, but there's many things that you can do to help improve your mental state. And as you said, we're working on other initiatives. Yeah. I, I wish I had the answer to that because sure. I, I would uh, probably not be sitting here. Right. Right I'd probably be a multimillionaire <laughs> yeah, sure. if I had the answer. Yeah. Um, so another one is um, access to healthcare services. Uh, what does that entail? So what we're looking at there is so basically what I said in the initially when the when we when they do the survey, one of the questions is, you know, when you call for a doctor, I mean, how long does it take you to get, you know, uh, an appointment? I mean, when's the last time you've seen a primary care doctor? Different questions like that. And so what that's asking, and then we look at that data, and that shows us if we have enough primary care doctors in the area. And, yes, we've improved that number, but we're still not where we need to be at. We still need, uh, There still need to be more access points for people to enter the healthcare system um, because the best way to stay out of the hospital is what? It's good primary care um, and, and keeping up with your numbers and keeping up with your lab work and keeping up with those things. So then all of a sudden – you're all of a sudden your A1C is 10, right? Mm-hmm. It, it didn't just come, it didn't just get to 10 yesterday. Right. You know, it, that's a process. So if the doctors are following that, we can try diet changes and they can, they can try diet changes and different things to try to keep you from getting there. And so that's the reason we're focused on access to the healthcare is because um, that's, that's the key, I think, in, in keeping people from and getting sicker and sicker and mm-hmm. sicker um, is making sure they're following with pri- primary care doctors. Right. Um, so another one, a big one, heart disease and stroke. And uh, February, uh, the month that we're in is American Heart Month. Um, we have a lot of initiatives going on at Houston Healthcare in observance of that month and all over the course of the year. Um, can you talk about those initiatives that, that you are a part of a little bit, Sheldon? Yeah. So what we're doing um, this year, we're having our Red Luncheon again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a great event. I mean, we're, I'm pretty excited because yeah. uh, I'm look, I've already looked at the agenda and I'm really excited about the agenda. I'm not going <laughs> to. 
not going to spoil that, okay, <laughs> because I am really excited about the agenda. Yeah. Um, you're not just going to hear a bunch of talking. You're going to actually hear a, a patient story. And I, mm-hmm. that, that's really exciting for me because it's personal. Um, and I, I watched, I watched this person go through this mm-hmm. and I'm super excited about that. And so yeah. we're at Red Lunch and I encourage you to go to hhc.org, um, get yourself a ticket, come out, enjoy lunch with us, enjoy the presentation and learn more about, you know, preventing heart disease and, um, all the different things that we're offering. We're also doing a hands-only CPR events. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're offering that completely free. One of the things that we did in the community needs assessment this year that was new was that we got, we asked the community, Hey, would you be interested in taking a free hands-only CPR class? And I was pretty excited to see that number was at 60-something percent. Mm-hmm. Said, hey, yes, we want to learn CPR because, number one, we want to reduce the, the number of deaths that can yeah. be avoided, you know, by somebody starting CPR. And so I think right now the survival rate's like 10% mm-hmm. if, if, if no CPR is started. And, right. you know, but if CPR is started, then we can get up in, all, in the 40s and 50% survival rates, which mm-hmm. is really exciting because – we can all learn CPR, right? Yeah. It takes literally, um, literally 15 to 20 minutes to teach you hands-only CPR. And that's with us talking and explaining it and doing return demonstration. And so we've been out in the community teaching hands-only CPR. We were just at Veterans High School and taught several hundred high school students. Um, we've been to insurance companies. We've been to church groups. We've been to um, leadership groups and different things. And, and we taught all the coaches in Houston County. Um, so we're really excited about that. And if anybody on listening to this podcast wants to learn hands-only CPR mm-hmm. and you have a group or an event that you want us to come to and do it, please reach out to us. Um, call our Educare department. Um, I think it'll be provided in one of the mm-hmm. links or reach, go to hhc.org, leave a comment and say, hey, I want to learn more about um, hands-only CPR and we'll be happy to come out because uh, that is the best way to prevent it. And, and that is the leading cause of death in Houston County is yeah. heart disease. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we talked about the exercise classes, cardiovascular health. Part of the way that you improve that is absolutely exercise, specifically cardio exercise. If you can't come out to our events or if you can't come out to, you know, we do a 5K near the end of the year in September. Is that correct? The 5K? Yeah, the 5K is in September. Yeah. Um, But we do all these things to help with with cardiovascular health, with help to, to encourage exercise and community togetherness. But if you can't get out to these, if you can't participate in those, just get out and start walking, get out and start running, uh, get yourself, you know, I'm always attached to this, my, my Fitbit, you know, there's all oh, yeah. sorts of technologies out there to help you watch your heart rate and everything. I started running in the mornings and, you know, I had a really high resting heart rate before that. Now I stick around 60, which is a, a really good normal heart rate. You know, it, there's, there's so many things you can do just at home, to helping improve that. And all it, all it really is, is just moderate exercise. It's not a lot of it. And, yeah. and you can kind of ramp yourself up. You don't have to start running 30 minutes every day. You start walking 15 minutes and then walk 30, walk 45. We have different programs available that help you work on, you know, that kind of, you know, couch to 5k idea. So yeah, we have walk with ease. That's another yeah. program that we offer. We have chair yoga. We have different things mm-hmm. like that. I was just out there in the, in the, in the pavilion earlier walking through and I was, as I was headed down here and I was talking, I saw two ladies sitting there and I just stopped and asked them, said, Hey, were you here for exercise today? And they said, Oh yes, it's wonderful. Yeah. And she's like, we don't miss a class. <laughs> that, that really excited me yeah. because you know, they want to be here. Yeah. They're excited to be here and they're, they're, they're showing out. I yeah. mean, when you start talking about that group lost 190 something pounds mm-hmm. um, over the last year, 
and that's um, out of, I think, 43 people. Yeah. That's a lot of weight loss. Yeah. And then you start talking that they've reduced their blood pressures, they've reduced their BMIs and all those things. We measure all that. So we check that once a month while they're coming, mm-hmm. and we follow them throughout the year. And that's yeah. another thing you get if you come to exercise classes. We also do blood pressure checks. We do BMI. We do um, different things. We also do some health talks and different stuff. And all of it's free. Right. So I keep trying to explain to people this is free. Yeah. And all we're doing is trying to improve our health and improve the community health because um, being this 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 obesity thing is just keeps rising. I mean, in 2017 we're at 72 mm-hmm. percent at obesity, and now it's at 78 percent. Yeah. It's just it's just steadily going up, and so we've got to find a way to do that. And number one. It's, it's getting more active, like you're saying. It's eating right um, and and doing preventative medicine, right? Yeah. Seeing your primary care. We've kind of hit on everything today yeah. that will that will get you healthier. But the thing is, the one key that we can't fix is you got to want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple other ones that I'd like to touch on just very briefly. Respiratory disease. Obviously, that's something that's been on our minds for quite a few years now. Um in this podcast, we've discussed, there's two separate podcasts that we actually discussed that. We discussed um, with Dr. Uwe Iguabadia about holiday health and safety. We touched on different um, respiratory illnesses during the holidays and uh, flu prevention podcast with Dr. Desenta Tran. Um, Sheldon, are we doing anything else to address those areas? Uh, we have a, a, another program called Better Breathers um, mm-hmm. that's offered by our respiratory department. Um, you can go on uh, hhc.org and find out more information about that. Um, that's That's something there for the respiratory program. We also, um, like I said, we, that, that healthy living for life kind of offers, it's got different topics every single month. Sure. So that there may be things in there that's dealing with respiratory. Um, other than that, that's pretty much all that we offer along those lines. Okay. Makes sense. I'll tell you one area that we got to focus on is smoking and vaping. That's, that's, that's an area that continues to rise. I was looking at those numbers again this morning and, um, they continue to go up every year. And so, um, We've got to find figure out that because that, yeah. that leads to a lot of health problems and a lot of breathing problems and different things. Absolutely. And one of the major ones on our list is cancer, and that has a lot to do yeah. with that. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of a vegetable soup situation is what so, I like to say. It takes multiple vegetables to make the soup. So we'll talk when we talk about these different things that we're doing, often they work hand in hand with a lot of these things across multiple different problems to help be a solution. Um so Infant health and family planning, that's another one that's on that list. Yep. Uh, what does that entail? So um, basically, we're looking at birth weights. We're looking at um, uh, maternity care. Did you go see a doctor? You know, that's the kind of things that we're looking to. Did you, did you, have, a, did you have an OBGYN doctor? Did you, have a, um, did, you go, did you follow up with all your appointments and those kind of things? And, and the good thing is we offer a lot of classes for mm-hmm. that. We offer breastfeeding classes. We offer... Um, grandparents class so if you're a first-time grandparent we offer a class for that you know how baby safety um we also offer um uh i'm like a maternity class that teaches you you know kind of what to expect and also what what happens we give you a tour of the maternity unit over at the on the the women's center we give you a tour of that and different things and kind of tell you about what to expect when you come in to have your have your baby and when you take your baby home um and those are really good classes that we offer and um and again I love to keep saying this word, right? Mm-hmm. It's free. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, everybody's worried about things costing things, but I keep telling everybody that our classes are free. And we love, and, and what, what upsets me, I guess, sometimes is that we offer free classes with all this knowledge that you can, gra- you can get, right? 
mm-hmm. and people don't come. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Um, are there any other major events or initiatives we have coming out that you would like to highlight, Sheldon? Um, mainly the Red Luncheon, which is on uh, February 15th. You can go to hhc.org mm-hmm. and look for information there, or you can call our Educare Department. There again, the, the phone number will be in the link. Um, you can give us a call and get yourself a ticket. That's going to be a great event. And then on March 26th, we're doing a um, Houston Health Talks. Um, it's a new series we're starting now. We're going to have physicians that are going to be speaking once a quarter and on different topics. And this this uh, this first topic is going to be over audiology. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Dr. Williams and Dr. King there. It's from 5 to 7. Be looking for that flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to also be on the website. It's also going to be on our Facebook page. Um, really looking forward to that, Dr. Williams, Dr. King. They're both great doctors. Dr. Williams is very down to earth, and you can really just ask him anything you want to ask him. It's going to be really a question and answer session about about hearing impairments and different mm-hmm. things and about different treatment options that are out there. So if you have a hearing impairment or you have some kind of issue with with um, being able, you know, with, with hearing aids or anything like that, please be at that, 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 uh, that speaking event because he will be there to answer your questions and tell you about the different treatment options that are there. And I'm excited to also say that we're going to have an accompanying podcast with Dr. Williams to discuss ENT a little bit. And then later on in the year, we'll also be having an audiology podcast. Both of these will be special podcasts outside of our normal uh, scheduling, but um, it'll be with Dr. King on the audiology and uh, just on ENT with uh, Dr. Williams. So excited to do those and kind of have those work hand in hand with these health talks. And I think that there's going to be a a lot of uh, opportunity for the community to get some That's education it. on these topics. And then again, we've already started our planning for our annual 5K. Mm-hmm. You know, we, I think me and you and several others went to meetings earlier this week planning yeah. that. I'm super excited about that. Last year, we had a great turnout. I mean, it turned into an awesome event. Um, and I already have people asking us about when's the next one, when's the mm-hmm. next one. So Flyer will be coming out probably the next week or so. Yeah. Um, Derek's working on that. So uh We'll have that out soon, and um, hey, don't wait to the last minute to sign up for that because that is a great event. We're also going to be offering some early bird specials and different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're really excited about that. That's become kind of a staple around here, and yep. even the employees enjoy it. Everybody, Bring your family out. We have food trucks, all that kind of stuff, and so we'll talk more about it later, <laughs> closer to time, but yep, we will. hey, start planning now. Absolutely. Uh, so I'd like to thank you for coming on the podcast again, Sheldon, and uh, thank you for all of us uh, listening in to the end. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Uh, If you'd like to review our community health needs assessment for yourself, you can find it available on hhc.org in the About Us section. We'll have that direct link uh, to that in the description below. Uh, Be sure to follow us on YouTube. We post here before anywhere else and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Next up on the topic of cardiovascular health. Uh, Our next episode will be with Dr. Rahil Kazi uh, in celebration of American Heart Month to talk about cardiovascular health at length. Uh, So be sure to check back in for that. I know it's going to be a great conversation. Dr. Kazi is a a wealth of experience. Um, If you prefer your podcast on a different podcasting medium, we have them. You can find that information in the description below. Uh, Sheldon, any parting words for our listeners? No, just just get out, man. You know, we offer the free classes. Join us. We'd love to have you. Um, if you have any problems, you know, just reach out, call us. We're more than happy to help you any way we can. And hopefully we'll get more involvement in some of these mm-hmm. classes and stuff because, that you know, we're offering those classes for free. And we're really wanting people to get involved and we really want to help our community. Right. And as Sheldon said, the phone number for Educare for being able to sign up for those classes will be in the description below as well. Uh, I want to thank you all again. And uh, remember to stay hashtag Houston Healthy.
Thank you.